Hello, and welcome to America in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, executive editor of the Center Square Newswire service. Joining me today, as he does every week, is the Center Square's Washington, D.C. bureau chief, Casey Harper. We are recording this on Friday, July 28th. Casey, it's been another week of news about the ongoing um, border crisis, which is not just a border crisis. It's it's uh, affecting communities across the country, including so-called sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, um, uh, localities and states that have um, said that they're going to open their arms to immigrants, whether they um, enter the country legally or illegally or not. But since President Biden's taken office, since Texas, states like Texas and Arizona have been overwhelmed with illegal border crossers and have initiated um, plans, or not just plans, have, have, have been busing migrants to sanctuary cities across the country. Sanctuary cities um, themselves, even though they're not Texas, which is getting the brunt of the illegal immigrants coming into their communities, um, they've been having a hard time dealing with the influx of migrants um, as well. You wrote a, a, a sort of a roundup story uh, this week about what sanctuary cities are doing. And in, in some cases, it appears like they're backtracking. What's happening? Yeah, I mean, I think you laid it out well. There's been a lot of cities, actually far more than you think. You might just think it's something like San Francisco and New York City or something. A couple of the most uh, liberal cities have done Chicago some kind of virtue signaling and said, Hey, you know, we want to be a sanctuary city because, <laughs> which is easy to say when you're so far from the border, like New York City is, right? Um, and there is definitely some of that, but there's actually many, many dozens and dozens of counties who have declared themselves sanctuary cities or sanctuary counties. And so this trend has really grown. Um, people, you know, want to say, I, but I will say most of these are not these border counties, right? And so there's this question of the the disconnect between um, people in northern or even just Midwestern or East Coast states who have uh, very open border policies on immigration, but don't actually deal in real time with the reality of people, you know, coming across the border in the way that, for say, for instance, Texas does, right? And so we have seen now as uh, immigration is just, you know, swollen to such a high level that some of these cities are getting more and more of the impact. And also because of the busing policies of people like Abbott and DeSantis sending migrants to other cities uh, like Chicago, like New York City, those mayors that were once pounding the drum of uh, sanctuary city and progressive uh, immigration politics are now having second thoughts, right? So um, an example of that would be um, a city like uh, New York or Chicago, which we referenced. So New York City Mayor um, Eric Adams, he publicly said earlier this month that the city cannot handle any more migrants, Dan, which... I mean, setting aside what you think about this, the politics, to me, that was immediately a funny statement because, you know, New York City has like 8 million people and they've gotten a few thousand illegal immigrants, you know, from some of this busing yeah, stuff. Let me, and, yeah, let me just jump in there. Uh, can uh-huh. we continue your thought in a moment? But And that's compared to cities like El Paso, less than a million right. um, people that have just been overwhelmed at the border town, border, border community uh, the, on the Texas-Mexico uh, um, border. They've been overwhelmed with um, uh, migrants uh, right. coming into their community from across the border. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're right. I mean, you're right. There's like tens of thousands every few weeks coming across. I mean, we had 175,000 last month alone. And, you know, El Paso is one of the biggest choke points for that immigration, right? So 
I mean, we're talking over the last few years, hundreds of thousands of people coming through the small town of El Paso. And then New York City is saying they can't handle it. And they actually were planning to pass out materials and flyers at the southern border to discuss or to discourage illegal immigrants from going north to New York City. Right. So they're like, hey, we're sanctuary city, but let's, you know, let's put a cap on this. Right. And so which funnily enough, I think is the view that most people or most um, mayors, regardless of political affiliation, would have. It's like, hey, we want some immigrants like we want to be an open place, but also we need to be reasonable and can't overwhelm what um, entitlements and funding we have to you know, help these people. I think that's probably, Dan, I'll see if you agree with me. That's probably the view that everyone in America holds, regardless of political views. It just works itself out differently based on where you live and what other allegiances you have politically. But hey, sure, I'm open to immigrants. I mean, I'm a you know a good guy, but we just got to be smart about it. And we can't have so many people that we're overwhelming all of our, our systems and they don't have a place to sleep. I just want to make one thing clear. So the, the, we call it a border crisis, a border issue, mm-hmm. but it's not just communities. This is a national issue because you also have floods of fentanyl being um, um, smuggled across the border that's making its way into communities across the country. And 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 related topic that I want to get into, something else we reported on at the Center Square this week, and that is in the, in the first nine months of the uh, federal fiscal year, the federal fiscal year begins October um, 1st, um, ends uh, September 30th of each year. The first nine months of this federal fiscal year, 525 known or suspected terrorists have been apprehended attempting to illegally enter the United States in those nine months alone. And that does not count what border uh, officials call gotaways. Those who successfully sneak their way into the country are not apprehended, but between ports of entry are not apprehended, and we and we don't know where they are. The federal government doesn't know where they are. That's got to be a concern. 525 have been apprehended. And these are folks sure. who are on a terror watch list, on an international terror watch list. They've identi- been identified by the international community as being known or suspected terrorists. Um, 525 have been apprehended, but we don't know how many have not been apprehended who successfully made their way into the country. Right. I and mean, that's probably the scariest thing about all this is we don't know. And if someone, I mean, remember, Dan, what great links and elaborate planning, for instance, the 9-11 hijackers did, right? I mean, this wasn't like a spur of the moment. Hey, next weekend, we're going to do this. I mean, they took a long time, uh, went to flight school, did things like that to really prepare. And so um, if if there are terrorists who are that intent on getting into our country on the terror watch list, I mean, they they can take the, you know, the measures necessary to avoid detection at the southern border and we'll never know. I think that's like the, the biggest thing is you can say, oh, well, we've caught 525, uh, you know, terrorists. It's like, well, we'll never know about the, the 526 guy who was undetected and slipped by unseen. There's no way to measure how many people you're not seeing by, you know, like by definition, it's impossible to, to measure that. And so when you, and you think about when, you know, Dan, I know you never uh, left the country, but when I've flown, you know, gone over <laughs> overseas and come back, you have to go through such uh, screening to come into the country when you fly in. Uh, and, but when you come across the Southern border, it's like, there's nothing. So the, the terror, um, the threat, I'm going to be, you know, talking to some experts about this. Actually, you should keep an eye on the center square.com and probably, this, you know, this podcast, because I'm going to be talking to some, um, national security experts about, uh, the impact of this. What is the threat? How dangerous is this? And, you know, what can we do about it? 
worrisome stuff there, Casey. I do look forward to your future reporting on this. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com, but we are out of time. For Casey Harper, I'm Dan McKayla. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening.